Welcome to Testimony, a musician story. Heard at TestimonyStories.com and narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. Giving it all, just go home. You don't do no half stepping. Yeah. Devil's telling me stay down. Pain is on my shoulders. It's really starting to wake down. So we laughs as I slide down. Depression. Deal with these mood swings like an emotional playground. I wanna hit God, but my problems are louder. Got me over here tripping like I do business with great hell. I don't wanna die the day I need Christ more. Wait, die. Christ must. I ain't trying to be James Brown. The world of battle rap is slowly being infiltrated by rappers who are not ashamed to promote life through Jesus Christ. Two of those rappers are the Saga and Street Hymns. This is the story of the Saga. But when you hate it for loving God and he's love for pocket checking, that goal seems a lot less easy to reach. So what's poppin', Shook? You got the whole jersey with you? Nah. Well, I got strength in numbers. I don't believe in the beast. I'm Leonidas. So if I die, I'll have more than 300 on your heels like a Yeezy release. Cause you've been trying to... Cause you've been trying to disrespect my lifestyle the whole night. But I'm used to it though. Man, I've been dealing with that my whole life. A verse full of hollows and silences on the chrome pipe. Well, I'm Daniel in the midst of the lion saying, y'all won't bite all that tough talk. All that tough talk. Yo, look at me. Look at me when I'm saving you. 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 The saga was born Louis LeBron on March 3rd, 1991 in Brooklyn, New York. Age-wise, he sits between an older brother and younger brother. Louis grew up in a two-parent home with a father who was a pastor and a mother who was a worship leader. Around the age of 14, his parents split. Clap hands, daddy comes with a pocket full of plumstone gray. That's around the age where he starts to become a man. You know, you know facial hair, you get into fights and um, things of that nature. And you definitely need uh, a father figure to help you mold into the man you're supposed to become. On that age, and he wasn't around as frequently as he should have been after that. Like, he would come around as much as uh, he felt he wanted to. So it definitely did affect me growing up. But now, you know, I hold nothing against him, even back then or even now. You know, I don't hold anything against him. We do hang out at some times, and, and our relationship is good. So but growing up, it, did, it definitely did affect how I perceived a man to be because, you know, my dad wasn't really there, so they kind of just like, oh, this is what I have to look forward to, and I really don't want to be involved in having a family. It definitely allowed me to, to build a relationship with my mother and to build a greater relationship with God and for God to really 
uh, fill up those holes that I had in my heart and resentment towards my father. Mom and dad try to raise a man. Mom and dad try to raise a man. Whoever would have thought a divorce could have been up in the plans growing up, man. I ain't really understand. Looking all around, everybody looking so in love. Show affectionate time that they can. Coming back home, looking at my parents interact like, why y'all don't even hold hands? Still show love, supported a single thing I did, making sure that we were happy where we live. Had a small dog, big pool at the crib, but they only stayed together for the sake of the kids. Now we looking big. Dad left the crib at 14, dumbest thing they had ever did He still come around, but it's hard to find love for a man Who decided he just wanna up and split, man, that made me wanna quit Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com That's TestimonyStories.com Where you can hear content for you and about you Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony. Where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. You are listening to Up and Comers featuring The Saga. You know, I've been in church my whole life, but it never really substituted for having an actual relationship with God. So it was around, I would say, 18 that, um, you know, I really I started to really get serious my relationship with God and to really take serious the gifts and the calling that He had for me and to not play around anymore. But um, God really started to do something new with me. And I started to realize and appreciate everything that he was doing for me. So I thank you, Lord, for all you've done, for all the pain I know you felt. So I thank you, Lord, for all you've done, for keeping me safely in your hands. So I thank you, Lord, for all you've done, for all the pain I know you had to blame. So I thank you, Lord, for all you've done. Most may know him as a battle rapper, but he sings as well. He started singing around eight years old and rapping around 14, but discovered that rapping was more effective at bringing him attention musically. I started rapping and, and started getting into music around the time the junior unit and 50 Cent had came out and seeing how much impact they had on the youth around me and, and how much, you know, their music was really influential to me. I was also trying to step into that lane, knowing that I really wasn't, you know, even for that. But it was more so to just find my voice in that. And slowly but surely, there were certain things in my life that kind of catered to me changing my direction of my music. You know, it was slow. It was, it was a slow transition from talking about any and everything to, you know what, I'm going to make a positive record. Or, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to curse on this song. Or I'm going to talk about Jesus in this song. And then it slowly just went from that and built and built up even more to, 
you know what, I'm just going to just um, give my gifts back to God where they belong and just, you know, and, and give everything I have to God with my music. So that's pretty much where it started. It started off just more so trying to do the gangster rap thing and then more so falling into who I really was and now to just fall into where God wants me to be. See, everybody expects me to be perfect because I'm Christian. I never said I'm perfect. I only said I'm forgiven. I never say you won't see some losses when you be winning. See, that's the situation I currently live in. They're looking at my past like many crazy. But they don't understand that from the dirt, God saved me. And they don't understand that from the dirt, God made me. So yeah, I got some dirt, but look at how God changed me. The saga slowly started using his gifts to glorify God and has since taken those gifts to the battlefield. I've always been a fan of the culture. Never really wanted to step into it as a Christian because I didn't know how it was done. I didn't know if it would be corny or things of that nature. So my first battle was my freshman year of college. My friend Angel, who's also a believer, was kind of just like, you know, um, you know I love battle rap. We should just do a battle rap league at the school. You should definitely try it out. And um, I was nervous about it. And, you know, it went off very well. I did my thing, and, and people really loved it. And from there, just, you know, every battle after that, another battle at school, another battle, one battle outside of school, which landed me um, in front of the right people. And from there, now I'm on the URL, Smack, which is um, one of the most respected battle rap leagues. Battle rap began as a style of freestyle rhymes over beats, but has since morphed into acapella, pre-written rhymes. The objective is to knock out your opponent with clever and oftentimes disrespectful punchlines. The current culture of battle rap encourages violent lyrics, which leaves many to question how a Christian can exist and maneuver in such a world. Think about this. We listen to music on a daily basis. And a majority, if not all, majority of the music that we listen to, if you listen to rap, secular rap, or, or things of that nature, you're listening to stuff that is fabricated and saturated with stuff that they're not really about. And um, when, you know, you think of a person in battle rap, like, what is he going to do? What's going to happen? I'm more so playing the card that, um, listen, like, I'm not going to sit up here in front and put on a facade like you do. I'm actually going to come up here and be myself and, and show why what you're saying is completely out of the character of who you actually are. So it's like breaking down this false bravado that they have and showing them, like, bro, if this is really who you are, then, like, what kind of impact you have. Like, it's just more so just trying to figure out, you know, ways to show them who they really are in the battle and show them, like, you need to just be yourself and at the same time showing them Christ and I guess you could say in a more harsh manner, trying to show them, like, listen, God ain't playing no games out here. While still showing and extending that grace that God can change people, but sometimes it, it takes an aggressive manner to get people to really realize, you know, who God is. Sounds like the battle rap world really isn't any different than the world we live in. The saga is trying to shine a light in this subgenre of rap. 
in the same way that many Christians are trying to be a light in this world. Yet his ministry doesn't always get support from the church. I've received plenty of uh, negative feedback from, you know, Christians and um, pastors, even to an extent the world, um, you know, people who are in the church. But, you know, one thing I've come to realize is that, you know, they, they didn't really understand Christ when he was on this earth. And, you know, if he definitely didn't get the reception he was supposed to get. I was reading the other day in the Word that, you know, people will hate you. And Christ is saying people will hate you because you come in my name. One thing that I think hinders people from understanding the uh, the, the ministry is not really understanding the vision behind it. Because we all have personal convictions towards certain things. And um, I think with this, people choose to be ignorant to how God can be glorified in this and how God can break chains because they see something on camera, but they don't actually see more of the ministry that goes on at the battles where people are coming up to me and they're telling me how impactful these kind of things are to their lives and the people around them. He may not receive much love from the entire body of Christ, but he has garnered respect from his peers. Behind the scenes, the saga sees God working through battle rap. Oh man, um, I've definitely seen you know people come up to me before I ask the battles, and um, I've seen one particular that stands out to me um, is a mother who walked up to me right before my most recent battle, and she was telling me, hey, you know, I listen I listen to, you know, what you're saying in these battles, and my son, because I guess she's not a believer, but her son was, and, um, you know, again, my son is a Christian, I don't really believe in that, but I know my son is a Christian, and... You know, I put them on to your battles thinking, oh, you might enjoy it. And, um, you know, the impact that the battles have left on her son was just tremendous to me because she was telling me how he was more so empowered by the fact that I didn't compromise who I was in, a, in an atmosphere where people tend to just be whoever they want to be and, and be who the world wants them to be. I just remain myself. And he found empowerment and seeing that I didn't change who I was. I stood firm in my beliefs. And so I see stuff like that as just an ultimate uh, humbling experience. Because when a guy could use me to impact people I've never met before. Man, I ain't going back to all that pride and shame. Man, I ain't going back. I broke it out them chains. Man, I ain't going back ever since Jesus came. Man, I ain't going back. Man, I know where I came from. And I ain't going back. Man, I know where I came from. And I ain't going back. Cause I know I ain't the same one. And I ain't going back. Cause I know I ain't the same one. And I ain't going back to all that hurt and pain. Man, I ain't going back to all that pride and shame. Man, I ain't going back. I've broken out them chains. Man, I ain't going back. Testimony. Testimony. Where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen.
Connect with testimony and musician story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. Months after the birth of the saga, and in a neighboring state, Street Hymns was born. Street Hymns was born Mitchell West on May 27, 1991, in Bridgeton, New Jersey. Like the saga, he too is the middle child of three boys, and his father was a pastor as well. And at a young age of four or five, he gave his life to Christ. My dad recalls me waking him up early during nighttime and then saying, I want to give my life to Jesus, and heard the gospel, and I responded to it. I can faintly remember it. I remember being on this bed. It's one of those things where, like, I can't mark the date, but I know what happened. And I know for a fact guys, like, had his hand on me since that point. And if you think of all talk, real talk, body walk with me. DFW? Thank you for letting me address the body. Uh-huh. But now that I've addressed the body, I need to address the body. Yeah. DC, you're probably wondering how I'm about to address you. Now I'm cutting no slack. I'm sure to bring my best moves. You called me out. Well, Nick put me on the card again. Suits me. Suits me. I'm fine. Because you will not get this win, sir. And I'm not looking for a time. I would say I would style it all the way through. Um, it was never a point where I was like crowd follower type thing. I always had a passion for word. Youth ministry was a real big impact in my life. I was always active in it on the praise team and everything like that. My testimony is that of grace. God's grace sustained me from a lot of things and kept me from a lot of things. It's been points in my life where like like seasons or so where it's like, man, doubts happen and stuff like that, but it was never like a time where I just walked away. Young Mitchell grew up in a house that was associated with one of the most influential groups in the history of Christian hip-hop, the trailblazers known as Cross Movement. Well, my dad was part of like the foundational buildings of the Cross Movement. So uh, I grew up watching Deuce in the House, like recording, and I grew up seeing, or Ambassador, as most know him, I grew up seeing Virgil, uh, True Life, Fanatic, all those dudes just recording in the household. So, music, a lot of music we had, a lot of stuff we listened to was cross movement based, um, and just like a lot of solid theology type rap, the truth, of course. And it was always Christian rap being played. They weren't they weren't called cross back then, but they developed into cross movement. Like I said, my dad was part of the building process of that whole thing. Deuce used to live with my dad, and uh, this is when he was, I believe, nineteen or eighteen. He lived in the house with my mother and my father. And from there, I believe Virgil was a friend. I think my dad introduced somebody into the crew. And then it was kind of like, it's kind of like a building process, you know? Friends, meeting friends, introducing people. And it's kind of like it grew from there. You know, my dad and Deuce would, like, take advantage of the fact, like, yo, y'all are dope rappers, you know? I know we, got, we still got tape cassettes of their, of their recordings. It's crazy. 
like actual tape cassettes, not <laughs> not CDs or that. You have tape cassettes with Deuce rapping and uh, Virgil and like rapping. And um, before it was like, it was like, yo, let's get the street. So they would grab a speaker, go rap, freestyle, and then uh, battle cat sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Just like give them the gospel. So the, the hip Christian hip hop back then was like simply a plug. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It wasn't a stage to go to because nobody knew what Christian hip hop was for real, for real. So it was just like hit the streets, go preach. You know what I'm saying? Spit, insert gospel. Testimony. Testimony. Where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip hop artists as they open up and share about their past their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. Kinda wanna start a ride. Now back to Up and Comers featuring Street Hymns. Nah, I'ma start a ride. I'ma start a ride. I'ma start a ride. Strap up. Rambo. I'ma start a ride. But darkness cannot drive our darkness. We gotta be smart and show them what light is. I heard a lot about the Batman shootings, but I ain't hear about the black man shootings. Black shoot black, but it never hit the news. But a black shoot a white and the black being ruthless. Three stooges calling me a funny guy. Think I'm old fashioned, cause I'm talking black and white. Black on black crime, yes, on the rise. You can read it up and down the black and whites. The paper read murder, but do I really hate to see murder if it don't concern me? Assertive, to be assertive, it's unheard of. Just as long as they don't hurt me. Cross movement was a part of Young Mitchell's everyday life. At the time, he didn't realize he was observing the fruition of something special. The one thing Mitchell did know is that he too wanted to rap. He started off singing at the age of three. Then when he was five, his dad would write him rhymes that he would perform in public. When he was 10, he took over penning his own lyrics. The West family moved to Texas, and while he was in junior high, a movie was released that would birth in him a love for battle rap. That movie was Eminem's Eight Mile. People already real big on beating on the tables and beating on the lockers and then rapping and freestyling. So it became a new element of, okay, now who's the better MC? So like we saw Eight Mile do it, so we're going to do it too. You know, Eminem. So, uh... Jeremy and I, my best friend Jeremy Thomas, JT, we would always battle each other, you know what I'm saying, to make each other better. And then we'd go into the schools and then battle other people as well, you know. Um, my dad tells me of when I came to him and I said, hey, I've been doing battle rap, but I'm, I'm, I want to I battle more, I want to battle people at my school. My dad said, well, you can do it, but uh, here's my challenge to you. You can't talk about what they're talking about and you can't talk about them. And I was like, okay. And he said, all right, then. That's the only, that's the only stipulation. And so my dad, 
gave that challenge because he's thinking, okay, that'll make him not want to do it because there's no way he can battle somebody and not talk bad about it. And he says, I came back to him the next day and said, I won. And he said, oh, okay. And uh, from there, he, I, at that time, he told me he thought he, he just thought you know, I was just kidding. You know, he didn't believe it. And it was about a few months ago, my dad came to me and said, I remember a while ago, you told me you were going to start battling. And you were a kid, and I didn't believe you. But now looking at your battles recently, I see what you're saying. The funny thing is, the battle culture definitely changed from just the eight-mile type of battle rap format, you know? Um, it used to be overbeat, and it used to be strictly freestyle. Now it's become more so less organic in the aspect that you write majority of the material and it's not on a beat anymore it's acapella and even the content has even changed to where battle rap is less not is less about being the more content oriented MC but more so who can be more violent in the way they portray themselves and do that through wordplay and lyricism Busted on the porch with my punch button how to get paid Although the battle rap he originally had fallen in love with changed, Street Hymns was still a fan. He continued to watch from the sidelines, not knowing how he, as a Christian, could fit into the game. Position with my posse on my parents' porch, we posted, bro. Parents cool, but as I grow, I feel like I'm imposing. So we plotting. I got options of how I can change my postal code, compose some quotes, hoping that it sticks just like a posted note. Supposed to try to gain exposure, except these poses block us. But I'm opposed to hitting the block up, cause selling keys will get you locked up. So throw away the key. <laughs> nah, it ain't about getting caught. Cause if they can't see what you make, catch a case Don't you in the lake and I ain't about to get tossed I know you're trying to be cool And I'm trying to see why I forget Trying to be fools, man, it's time to be wise Don't hit snooze I'm watching battles and I see a dude named the Saga I'm like, yo, this dude is nice You know, and I've seen Christian battle rappers do stuff before But in the format that they did it, it wasn't me Like, I've seen Christian battle rappers be the Hey, I'm a Christian battle rapper, but I'll still hit you. Hey, I'm a Christian battle rapper, but I'm still going to curse. Or I'm still going to talk about gun bars. Like, I, for me, I'm like, yeah, that's not me. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. As far as me as a person, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it in such a way that you understand it. I'm not changing who I am personally. Now, I'm not saying, like, I'm dissing those other guys. I'm just saying for me personally, that was, on, that was my own conviction. I see the saga, and I was super encouraged. And I was like, man, like, we really can do this. We don't have to sacrifice who we are as believers in the aspect of having to use all the things they use to not just win a battle, but be in battle rap in the first place, you know? And so I was like, bet. Street Hymns has since developed a friendship and mentoring relationship with the saga. Additionally, he has joined the DFW Battle League. Street is not only a battle rapper but a theology student as well. Before the start of the school year, he learned he needed to pay $7,400 before he can begin to complete his last class. That was $7,400 he didn't have. So this summer, he dropped an EP titled Still Waters. It was designed to allow him to get back to school. I feel like they're messing with me. Uh. 
ya, so I quit that Went to camp for the summer, got my kids back A lot of bills waiting on me when I get back But I had a lot of faith he would get that Jeez. I had a prophet just say, wait, you got a blessing coming, you straight Now my theology really wasn't used to prophecy But when she prayed over me, man, it lifted all the weight I'm not making that much money. Summer about to start. I need to stack up, but also want to go back to Kids Across America camp and be a, be a counselor there, you know, but they don't really pay that much. But I'm thinking, yo, God, you know what? I'm going to leave it to you. Because I had a prophetess speak over my life and was like, yo, you're going to be straight. Like, that's, she was like, she said, hey, God's going to bless you financially. I ain't never met that lady in my life. Never seen that lady before. Just she gave her testimony. I was like, yo, I really did appreciate testimony. She said, Hey, God's going it's so off topic, like based off conversation, but she's God's gonna bless you financially. And I said, Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> and from there I like I felt this peace. And so I knew God was gonna take care of me. I went back to camp, didn't have that much money. Was grinding, didn't have that much money. Stay faithful though, you know what I'm saying? And two weeks before school started, like ended up getting like five thousand dollars, like and they it was enough to get me back in school, so I'm back in school right now, do my last class. And it all started with the Bill Waters EP. Made it a dollar. Uh, I was like, hey, this, this project is a dollar, so if you want to pay a dollar, you know what I'm saying, you get the project. And if you want other things, you can get other things as well. There's other incentives and packages and stuff that you can pay. Help out people just like support it like crazy. So I'm back to school. Yeah, people are people, but we'll do right if we're grounded in the word. See, I needed money, most got it worse. But this education will fuel all my work from the music, the schools of the homeless I serve. I know now that just powers to teach and they'll learn when it comes to gospel. I'm frank, like I'm Kirk from the birds. But I say to Dallas, battle rap is an aggressive form of expression, but by the grace of God. It has allowed the saga and street hymns to minister in a uniquely powerful way.